Hello again, Phil Harvey here at MWC 22 in Las Vegas, and I am in the Rakuten Symphony meeting room, which is just above the show floor. And I'm joined by Tarek Amin, uh, CEO of Rakuten Mobile, and we are going to talk about all the things that Rakuten is doing for uh, network operators around the world. Um, the last time we spoke, uh, this thing here was only PowerPoint slides, it's <laughs> SimWare. So, so let's get a SimWare update, and then I guess we want to talk about SimWorld as well yeah. and how it all ties together. So um, uh, clearly last year, I think uh, you and I worked together in Los Angeles, yeah. and we talked about, a, you know, a, a, my view was a brilliant concept. The idea was how do we continue to drive innovation in Open RAN? How do we simplify um, you know, the most expensive thing in deploying network, which is the radio site. Mm -hmm. So we shared with the world publicly, um, you know, the concept around SimWare, an appliance-based product that is completely disaggregated, um, sits on top of a highly scalable, highly reliable, secure architecture. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, finally, in uh, Vegas, we finally show this product going from PPT to a real commercial GA. Okay. The end result, I mean, uh, not just because something that I was passionately driving, the end result is just absolutely phenomenal. An idea that drives the build in a substantial uh, uh, cost-optimized solution mm -hmm. uh, was a dream a, a year ago. Today, if you see these products, we finally have a product that mm -hmm. is uh, ready for deployment. Okay. We've announced publicly this is now GA. Mm -hmm. uh, we partnered together with uh, a large ecosystem system suppliers to help us uh, through the build process. Right. We controlled the reference design, but uh, Intel themselves was a great partner helping us enable a lot of the components around this. Mm -hmm. um, the software components in uh, SimWare were 100% owned by Rocket and Symphony. Mm -hmm. And um, um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm really delighted today to announce to everybody the availability of this platform now um, and its capability, capacity, and ready to go to global market. We've also announced that we will deploy 30,000 of these in Japan. Okay. You know, so this is really um, so going at a massive scale. Uh -huh. um, so very, very exciting to go from PPT to reality in just less than 12 months. And and that's that was the whole idea behind it too, was to you know not only cut down on on the deployment cost, but the to you know optimize operations because that's one correct. of your, that's been one of your big uh, uh, you know. Uh, Talking points over the exactly. years is is that telco uh, telco networks are too hard to operate. They're correct, too confusing. Correct. You can't get to market quickly enough with new services. Correct. What is this so, uh, this circuit board here? What's so let me let me here? tell you. This is uh, so I'm definitely not a hardware engineer. So let me tell you what why we did this first to start <laughs> okay. with. You know when we started Rocket and Mobile, we were buying a commodity appliances. These are things that you could buy today from Dell, from HPE, from Quanta, from Supermicro. Sure. The first thing I wanted to know, and, that, and, and I've been saying this for a while, that really the importance of having knowledge is critical for the journey of your future roadmap in any mobile operator. Knowledge not just about the software architecture, the cloud architecture, but also what is the costs associated to build this? Yeah. So firstly, the approach that we uh, decided to go through in Rakuten was, you know, we need to build things on what we call commodity. Commodity is things, right. a CPU that is not really built specific to purpose. Right. A CPU that is sold to me and sold to public cloud and sold to anybody that wants to consume it. Right. So quickly, we decided to build a product that integrates a CPU architecture, hardware acceleration, memory blocks, uh, I.O. ports, SFPs. Right. Timing all integrated nicely into one board. Um, 
really focus on the most complicated thing, in my opinion, in Open RAN, this DU architecture. The DU is really where the, <clears throat> the brain of radio sits at. Okay. So what you see in front of you is the end result of collaboration with Intel, an appliance-based product for the DU, mm -hmm. a CPU that is designed to support a really high-capacity product for, for Intel, a memory design that meets this capacity requirement, timing functions that you typically need to require a third-party box. Another appliance. Cell yeah. site, gateway, integrated into this. Another right. box was required. And there's another little secret about this I want to share with you. Mm -hmm. In Rocket and Mobile Japan, keep in mind that the first supplier of our remote radio head is Nokia. Okay. The interface that comes from Nokia is a CPRI interface, CIPRI. Uh -huh. This box has the ability to take any legacy remote radio head convert it into IP, make it ORAN compliant. Huh. This supports ORAN architecture. It supports also legacy architecture. Okay. So in one box, I think we have combined DU function, cell site gateway function, timing function, and also now a gateway to convert CIPRI for legacy remote radio heads into an IP architecture. The supplier for our cell site routing stack is also Juniper. Okay. Juniper have done a brilliant job re-architecting the entire stack to fit on one CPU core hmm. as a cloud-native architecture for cell-side gateway. So we're very, very happy to see the advancements that has been done to date on this design. So um, lastly, we reduce costs by 60%. That's, yeah. 60% right. from a traditional uh, server appliance right. that we started with in Rocket and Mobile as a, re as a result of owning reference design, uh -huh. controlling the component cost, so today Rocket and Symphony buys directly and purchase components directly. Mm -hmm. And the uh, uh, company that we outsource the manufacturing to is a company that knows how to manufacture. Mm -hmm. As an ODM, we've outsourced this to Foxconn. Okay. You know, and they build this uh, in a fully robotic autom uh, autonomous uh, manufacturing process. Right. Very, very impressive to see this one day on a video with them. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, what's the, uh, uh, so the, you know, you said cuts down costs, simplifies deployment. The, the legacy radio is no longer a barrier. You know, if somebody wants to, if a network operator wants to take advantage of the savings with this in new sites and they already, they've already purchased radios, they can convert them. Um, what's the, uh, what, what's the, uh, the knock-on effect, like where do we go from here? So, you, you know, uh, and, and what's controlling all of this? So, so I think if you, if you look at, uh, assume that we've got this hardware layer um, done correct, uh -huh. the, the, the things that excites me now is what you could do with it. Right. Um, for decades, many of you know that in public cloud, their acceleration and adoption to a Kubernetes environment is really have aided substantially the enterprise and IT industry to evolve, advance, and innovate. Yeah. So when you look at what they actually do inside the data center, if you go to their data center, so of course they have their own appliances. By the way, I'm not doing anything different than mm -hmm. what they, all of them have done right. to innovate into the infrastructure side of their, of their uh, architecture. Right. On top of this, we, the first thing that we had to solve is what is the Linux operating system that sits on top of this. Sure. We drove and minimized costs and economics with this also substantially. Mm -hmm. You know, so very soon we're going to announce the, uh, the OS that is running this for, okay. as a Linux. And the goal and objective for this is to minimize the cost for the mobile operator 
to consume this product so you don't have to pay expensive fees with running Linux. So we will support it okay. and we, we, uh, we will support the real-time requirement for radio. On top okay. of it becomes a Kubernetes environment. Okay. The Kubernetes environment um, is uh, provided also by Racket and Symfony. This was done through the acquisition of Robin.io. Right. Yep. And, um, and then this is where it comes really interesting. So now this box becomes a virtual appliance, okay. cloud-native edge appliance, ready to onboard any application. Mm. So apart from the hardware, what I think our unique value proposition is what we have innovated in what we call SimWorld. Okay. SimWorld is, I think, the first and only true integrated end-to-end -end telecom app store. Okay. The concept that we, why we created SimWorld, in Rocket and Mobile, I had an affinity to build a network, not just on Open Rand, an affinity to build a network that has no human beings. Okay. I wanted a network to really heal itself. Right. But truthfully, Phil, not in marketing, but actually do what we talked about in the industry for a long time. Right. A self-healing network, a self-organizing, self-optimizing. These were just ideas and thoughts a few years back. As Racket and Mobile continue to build massive infrastructure in Japan, SimWorld came together to offer uh, three primary functions. Planning products, all the products you need to plan a network, all the products you need to build a network, and all the products you need to operate the network. Okay. Life cycle management for this mm -hmm. became like Wi-Fi access points. Okay. Once fiber is coming, everything is autonomous, configurations are applied, binaries of radio software are downloaded, instantiated, right. and anyway, this process today in Japan is flawlessly automated, thanks okay. to SimWorld. The underlying systems of SimWorld are all designed and built by Racket and Symphony, and they are a game changer on what we call uh, legacy OSS products. Okay. That's why I don't call SimWorld OSS. It is much, much bigger than OSS. Right. Its in-desire objective is to really do what Tesla has done for EV. This platform, this product, must deliver on autonomy and network. Okay. A network that is going to be able to run and manage itself without dependencies on legacy processes and dependencies on manual processes or human beings involved into um, so uh, the, life, the service management. your need for field techs goes away at some point. Well, think, think about it. I mean, if you and I go to, let, let's, let's look into perspective. If you and I visit a macro base station site, okay. and, I, and I think this is really worthwhile that one day we should actually go and see this. Okay. Since 1981, this was the invention of the first 1G, till today. Mm -hmm. The process has been always putting big boxes, big shelters, big cabinets, and then electronics goes inside these cabinets. And as generation of technologies come in, what do we always do? Swap, replace, swap, replace. Right. We want to change this paradigm. Imagine right. then your entire site now, regardless of your spectrum, mm -hmm. regardless of your technology, this is it. Mm -hmm. And it changes the game. I mean, if, if you yeah. talk about construction, you no longer need a crane anymore. This product, we designed it in such a way that weight-wise, mm -hmm. one human being must be able to carry it. Carry it and install it as a bookshelf. Right. So you don't need really expensive uh, construction um, uh, process involved with this. Right. So this is as close as zero-touch provisioning as one would like to be, zero-footprint architecture as one would like it to be. Uh -huh. And this is just the beginning. That's I think we could get better. We could get better uh -huh. as we continue to understand how to optimize Each the CPU the architecture. Yeah. And I think Rakuten has uh, an amazing, amazing partnership with Intel, with Qualcomm, that we'll, we'll be able to derive 
just brilliant architecture on a new generation of CPUs that addresses the requirement, which is commoditization, mm -hmm. and mass production through commoditization to lower cost. And now, have you been able to deliver, um, uh, or where are you in the process of delivering this capability to other carriers and sort of, because I, yeah. know, I know it's working yeah. in Rakuten's network. Correct, I know right. that it's in Japan. Yep, um, yep. You mentioned about, what was the deployment number again? There's an awful 30, lot of 30,000 of this unit. Okay. So here, here's the really so, good news uh, for, for Racket and Symphony. And this is not also a story about Racket and Symphony. I would say this is a story of cloud architecture, disaggregated networks. Mm -hmm and the opportunity of this open ecosystem. Okay. So um, outside of Japan, the largest deployment that now we're going through is in Germany. Yep. And I love it, and I love it because Germany is also a quality-obsessed country. Sure. Uh, engineering must be world-class. We have to live up to KPIs and metrics mm -hmm. that, uh, that German consumers need and demand and should, should have. So the partnership that we're having with One and One, we now have real tangible results to show. Okay. Um, a lot of what we are doing in uh, our deployment in one and one is actually a better version of what we've done in Japan. We call okay. it the Rakuten 2.0 architecture. Mm -hmm. We're taking a pure cloud native implementation, 500 plus, 500 plus far edge data centers mm -hmm. running Rakuten Symphony private cloud architecture, delivering unprecedented latency uh, numbers over our 5G SA network. So this is now going live. Okay. into those networks and there is other brownfield operators in Europe that we are working with. Uh, it is public so I'll mention Telefonica that uh, we're engaged with them in four territories okay. to really take this architecture and deploy it and evolve it now into, into four geographies they have. Excellent. Um, so in the in the one in one case, what were your you know, what have you kind of learned from that deployment as that got going? Because I think that was your first sort of, um, you know, real network yeah. as a service deployment in the world. So, so I mean, uh, luckily, you know, when you build a large infrastructure network in Japan, I, I always ask myself, you know, if I've been given an opportunity, what I would do differently. So there was a lot of activities in Japan that I wanted to automate the process of how we do network rollout, network deployment. Sure. Even simple things like how we manage knowledge exchange among organization and groups. Mm -hmm. SimWorld became life and totality in one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. So, and the idea of SimWorld is to really enable this brilliant concept of digital workflow across any organization. Mm -hmm. We've el eliminated the barriers of communication among our various organizations. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I would say at this stage, Rocket and Symphony owns the entire integration mm -hmm. in one-on-one. In -on -one. So, we are responsible for radio build-out, cloud build-out, uh, IP infrastructure build-out, uh, RF optimization planning. It was in totality. but. To be truthful with you, we are running all of this with only 120 employee headcount. Wow. Okay. Please name one player in the world yeah. that could do this. Uh, and I'm doing it because I'm doing something culturally to force people to say, if it's not digital, right. you don't belong in Symphony. Right. Everything we do is digital. Automate, automate, automate. It's really a cultural awareness, uh -huh. more than a product and a tool. So um, I think one-on-one uh, -on -one in terms of core technology build-out is going really, really well.
Okay. And uh, we're, of course, now trying to address the parts that, unfortunately, technology cannot solve, which is the physical build. Okay. The site development and the construction of the sites and so right. on. So. Yeah, and, and we're a supply chain crisis exactly, worldwide. Exactly. That sort of stuff is, is, is going out. What is, what's the timetable on, on being able to turn that up and get subscribers onto that network? Well, I, I think one-on-one -on -one itself is, is really hopeful and optimistic that the market field trials are going to commence this year. Cool. So okay. I, I think we're going to see it. And I'm... Why I'm excited about this, this is a this is a first time in Europe yeah. that we have a commercial open RAN network. Right. Unlike Japan, if we do this in Europe and we deliver on the quality KPIs that Racket and Symphony have been legally obligated to meet, mm -hmm. I think the story has really come to a really nice conclusion. You know, we have something in Asia now in Japan that's working very well. And it's something in Germany, hopefully, that will come alive that addresses security, reliability, capacity, scalability. That's I'm excited about. So uh, we're all pushing very, very hard to get this thing ready mm -hmm. to launch this year. Um, core technology, I think, is really going really well. Side development is the only parts that are remaining as a challenge in Germany. Yeah. Um, quick question about uh, Simware and the, the announcement this week was on AWS. Uh, so Simware yep, is now yep. uh, SimWorld Sim so, is Sim, available. Yeah. On so AWS. if you if you think about this AWS partnership that we've announced, you know, uh, together us and AWS really discussed a very um, interesting point. Regardless of who you use as a radio vendor, mm -hmm. we think Symphony has done something today that is completely open, multi-vendor, doesn't only work with Symphony on product. This works with Ericsson, Nokia, Mavenir, any vendor as a multi-vendor uh, next generation OSS platform. Looking at public cloud companies, we thought that the best way to accelerate, innovate, and bring results both on uh, cost uh, performance is to really deploy this in public cloud. Okay. So, and the idea of taking uh, SimWorld to public cloud um, from Symphony point of view, we thought this will give us faster time to market mm -hmm. uh, to an existing operator, you know, moving some of the OSS workloads to public cloud. Uh, maybe as, a, as an option they would consider, which I would think that they were the, should lower the cost and improve performance and efficiency on how many networks are uh, being run and managed. So this is really a big news for us in, uh, with AWS, but uh, I will tell you there, there will be others that we will do with public cloud company. I think this is okay. imminent that we will have to do, we will have to partner to meet what we call hybrid cloud environment deployment for SimWorld. And ultimately, the customer themselves will have to demand and dictate what is their cloud uh, deployment choices. That's a, you know, that's a great thing. And I'll, I'll, I'll end on this because I, I, uh, I appreciate your time. Um, but the, the, the move to the public cloud for the telcos, you know, yeah. they've, they've been kind of, uh, first they were reluctant, now they're gung-ho about it. And like you said, they're, they're individually trying to figure out what parts yeah. of my business need to be there. Um, do, do, do the applications and the uh, technologies in Robin IO, does, does that transfer to the public of course. cloud? Yeah, okay. yeah, of course. So, I mean, let's just put it this way. I think if you ask me, there's no one single answer to cloud strategy. Okay. I think the answer is it really depends. Okay. I think in some instances, I will tell you, maybe there is some, something very specific to a regulatory aspect in a country that would force a mobile operator to say, you know, for those instances, I need to run on my own private cloud because mm -hmm. of uh, regulatory requirements, scrutiny sure. around security, or other compliance issues. Right. And uh, maybe there is also other instances where the cost ratio benefit of being on-prem versus public cloud maybe doesn't make sense. Today, if you ask me, the DU only, the DU workload, what you see here in front of you, 
This is where I would say the cost structure associated with this DU to run on public cloud in today aspect, it doesn't make sense. Mm. This is a, a box that has specific requirement to hardware acceleration. Public cloud cannot easily scale this out today. It doesn't mean tomorrow this, uh, this problem cannot be solved. Mm. So Robin.io, which is now the, the new unified cloud business unit in, in Rocket and Symfony, right. provides the stack the technology stack that's running into this DU. Okay. This DU itself could also be hosted on public cloud, by the way. Okay. We could provide the software pieces. We've done a lot to right. innovate into this DU, the software architecture. Okay. And Robin today is already deployed, by the way, in public cloud. Okay. So elements and pieces of Robin has no problem also to be taken from what they are today right. and being deployed in the public cloud so, environment. So again, it comes it comes down to what the carriers feel like exactly. is best for their network. Exactly, They're, exactly. You're not pushing them one way or the no, other. No, no, I, I am, if you ask me, I always now really advocate that the best strategy one should adopt is a hybrid strategy. Okay. I really think certain workloads you must keep on your private on-prem. Yeah. Deployment and certain workloads. I think it's an it's a no-brainer moving to public cloud will deliver a much better cost efficiency Okay, so um, if, he, if I'm giving advice to my colleagues I we always have this debate. I said really, yeah. you know, the public cloud guys have done a great job at innovation and uh, Driving, um, you know adoption especially in telco uh, workload needs and requirement mm -hmm. So you need to build a strategy that revolves around this hybrid cloud approach so and I th I'm seeing this is now being contemplated, discussed, I think it's imminent. The move to cloud is gonna happen, as you know. Sure. It's just the strategy of how is still the pieces that each one uh, is, is thinking through of what's the best way to transition from where they are to where they need to be. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it there, uh, uh, Tarika. Thanks so Thank much you, for your Bill. time. Thank you very much, it. appreciate it. Thank you very much.